got it. He's got it. I got it, guys. Here it's we Jordan. go. Welcome and Merry Christmas. This is episode 38 of the Chaka Croissants Ooh. podcast. We are all back together in, in my apartment. I haven't seen these guys in, in well, I've, Justin's my brother. I, have, I saw you at dinner on Tuesday. It was a very good dinner. Oh, I great. shared three appetizers and three entrees with two other people. Matt, yeah, Merry Christmas to that. Yo. Matt, I haven't seen you in many months. Uh, I missed you and it's wonderful to have you here. And it's Christmas and we're Jewish and this is just wonderful. Um, wonderful Christmas time. Uh, in this episode, it will just be the three of us uh, as friends and who haven't seen each other in some time catching up. Uh, we talk about uh, what we've accomplished in the past year, what we're excited or energized about for the next year. And uh, we also, I apologize to Incubus. And if that's going to be the selling point, there is a heartfelt apology that I personally uh, send out to the band Incubus. That is what you have in store for episode 38. We are very grateful to our official sponsor, Rode Microphone, uh, Rode.com. They literally got the URL road.com. R-O-D-E, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. There is other roads out there, right? Yeah. What does R-O-A-D.com go to? I don't know. I've never been there, but it Justin, probably... Justin, go to that right I'm now. I bet check. you it Let leads somewhere. Get it? Oh, my God. See, this is the value <laughs> the we bells, bring. Hit the bells. For 38 episodes of Chaka Croissants, uh, we can only Ooh. go up from here. So where does R-O-A-D Please go Please make a note that the Trimble Mobile resource management page has moved to trimble.com slash GPS. It already sounds awful. So R-O-D-E.com is where you want to go. We are using the Procaster microphones when Matt is on tour. It takes you to trimble.com. shut the fuck up. When Justin and I are doing things on location or uh, we use the NT-USB mics, R-O-D-E.com, they have been our official sponsor uh, since before episode one, and we are very much grateful to them. And uh, check them out. Episode 38, it is with me, it is with Justin, it is with Matt. We are together again. It is Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas. And uh, now you'll hear us talking again as this intro leads into the episode. Boom, chicky, boom, 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 bada boom. Happy New Year. Having Matt, a wonderful Christmas time. Hey, yeah, Jordan. Merry Christmas, Ow! everyone. Happy hey. holidays. Yeah, happy Hanukkah, Christmaka, Christmaka, Christmaka. That's you ever watch? I'm... You ever watch the OC? Yeah, I know what it's from. Oh that... my god, that's the best. Absolutely, Seth and his Christmaka. Yes, I'm oh gonna go back god. and watch that. Oh, fuck you guys, I hate this already. Come on. So it's Merry Christmas, right? Today's it's not Christmas. Merry... No, it's. Today's oh, I Christmas, guess today man. when it gets released, it'll be Christmas. Yeah, it's it's Christmas. Today's you guys Christmas. have had your Hanukkah. Let's leave that in the past. Jordan, did you have Hanukkah? You know what? I found out that it was night one of Hanukkah that night from the local news. If you had to describe <laughs> my socks in... Blue, white, dreidels, stars, menorah. I described them in one Do word. you have one Perfect. pair of shoes, Matt? No, I have lots, but... These are just the ones that I've been wearing for as long as I can. He's a canvassy flat shoe kind of guy. I like to wear my shoes into the ground, literally. Welcome back, Matt. Thanks, guys. Welcome it's home. It's been a long time since we've done this. It's eight weeks-ish. Ish. ish. And it's been if. that long since I've seen you in the flesh. Yep. But what's more important is you haven't seen Tyson. That's what that I was long. thinking. Welcome back, Tyson. Didi, man. He Welcome says, back. He says, rough, rough. Rough, rough. 
He's simply having uh, a wonderful Christmas time. He so is. We just we just recorded like a five minute intro, and then only one of our mics were soloed. So are we just gonna like retread what we had in this conversation? Well, sure. You guys asked me about when the t- where the tour started. And I said Columbus, Ohio on Halloween. And then I told you that we didn't dress up because it was the first day of tour and there was just too much other stuff going on. I still don't think that's a good excuse. Um, you can go watch it on, was it on uh, France or something in, on YouTube? You can watch a video where they dress up on Halloween. Yeah, yeah there was, a, there was a, a tour where everybody wore corpse paint. And that was like the one time that we were festive for a holiday on stage. But, you know, it's like... It's the United Colors of Benetton on stage with Periphery. More importantly, Jordan, did you dress up on Halloween? Uh, yeah, I guess no. So I don't have an excuse. Yeah. But I also wasn't like hosting a thousand people. No. But I liked what I said before about the fact that like I think some of our fans either dressed up as girls or there were actual girls at the show. I'm not sure which is which, but hey, I'll take it either way. Okay. It's good. We're trying to expand into the female audience, you know, a little bit at least. Like, girls shouldn't be afraid to come to periphery. Is there a strategy? 2018, periphery needs some more fans of the other sex? Well, we all have, like, girlfriends or wives, so they should just know that, like, we're not scary people, you know? So, like, they shouldn't be afraid to come to the shows, and, like, our fans are pretty nice, and they're not going to, like, you know... Beat you up in the mosh Hit on them or, like, beat beat up on them and stuff. Right. So, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. But there's... I don't think we're really playing shows in 2018. So, you know, there's that. So have you been public with that yet? Mm, don't know. <laughs> Are we breaking news right now? I mean, Do that noise again. Uh, we, I don't know if it's definite that we're not, but we're going to be working on music. But you have big plans for 2018. Yeah, we're working on music. Writing, writing new stuff. You know, it's, it's time for a new record. Host another point. camp. Hosting another camp, which is very exciting. That'll be in July. and um, Can we come? Totally. You've been there before. You know where it is. Full I know. Yeah. We should do a podcast from there. Come we've, up. We've discussed that many times. Why don't you guys come? Yeah. We're in. Just come up. I'll, I'll make sure that... Um, Add that to the that promo video. Amy gets you a room. Okay. Amy Full Moon. Amy Full Moon. What's up? So, uh, and uh, are the meet and greet table at the holiday party this weekend... I still don't understand that. Like, you're just having friends over. Like, nobody wants to meet and greet you. <sighs> <laughs> let's just get, let's be real here. Wait, Wait no, so did, we, you, did we talk about the holiday party yet on this portion or the one that got lost? No, was, this, this is now us retreading. So I'm having my second annual holiday party this upcoming weekend. This year it's presented by 1990 Mariah Carey. Is she going to be here? Because uh, that's meet and greet table worthy. Well, what did you feel? Last year's was the inaugural, and it was presented by Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. Well, that was great. She did an amazing job. I, it still boggles my mind that you had Alicia Keys here. You got a piano up here. Well, that's what I do for the Jordan holiday parties. But 1990 Mariah Carey, that's like another level, because not only am I uh, you know, advertising, per se, uh, a, uh, a musical legend, but from a specific era. And time and place. What was going on in that era of Mariah Carey? Uh, that was Vision of Love. And that was ah. like when she had real curly hair and was wearing those like light faded jeans. It's like our mom. 
Right. I always saw our mom right? and her, right? Very much so. But I, I don't agree. know if that's because we were like five years old and just had like, you know, shapes and forms are not that clear at that time. I don't mm. know, man. I was three. And uh, I think of the fantasy era. Matt, what's your, you know, that song's made a, a cultural comeback. I think it's one of those 20 year cycles. Yeah, Everything's absolutely. new again. Yeah. Matt, what's your earliest memory? Of Mariah Carey? Well, let's start there and then work backwards. Um, my earliest memory of Mariah Carey is just that she hits the highest notes of any female singer that I've ever heard. You got to feel that, that emotion. That ballad, Hero, I remember that from elementary school. What's and that, that was... What's the song? It's like... Emotion, sweet emotion. I think so. You've got to feel the emotion. Yeah. Yeah, and she takes that... Yeah, it's like... As all of you can see, I just pointed my finger up to the air. I'm so deaf now from playing music on loud stages that I don't even think I could hear that that pitch anymore. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I constantly ask people, like, what did you say? (laughs) All the time. That's not hearing loss, Matt. I don't know. I think it is. All right, and then uh, go back to Jordan's question. Now your earliest memory. Wait, I didn't finish my thought. So Hero, that ballad, I remember that in elementary school. That was like the first time I was aware of that trick of in the last chorus, like shifting a key. You hate for that. For dramatic effect. I hate that so much. I mean... Does, does Periphery, periphery ever that? done that? I don't know. <laughs> like... Oh yeah, yeah. On the next album, every chorus, every last chorus will be. You guys should just use like it. every pop songwriting gimmick there is. All right, I'm just gonna do. Spencer it. can do it. I'm I've gonna, heard him sing uh, "Since You've Been Gone." I'm gonna do what Jordan does all the time and just be like, "Fuck you guys, can we move on?" Merry Christmas. All right, Merry Christmas. All right. So, so what anyway. have you guys been doing over the past seven weeks? So um, Jordan's been on some trips Jordan, for work. You went to Philadelphia and New York for Ring of Honor. Yeah, this past. This past weekend, it was our biggest pay-per-view of the year. You also then, took someone to Boston Market. I did. James Musselwhite from the UK. A portrait of a wrestler is his deal. He's a great guy. Everyone from the UK is cool. Um, uh, our biggest pay-per-view was in, was in New York on Friday, and then we did a TV taping the next night in Philly. Both were historic wrestling venues, and it's been great, man. Um, what were the numbers like for that pay-per-view? Like how many people actually paid to view? Um, that's a good question. I don't, I think it's too soon to get that. Mm. Uh, Can you guess? I I have, I know. And, and even still like these aren't public figures that we release, so I would never, um, but but it was the fastest sellout in final battle history. Um, and obviously like we sell out the Hammerstein ballroom, like seems like every time we go and I think it's close to 2000 people, but is the fastest that we have sold it out, which was really cool. How many people fit in the Hammerstein ballroom? The way we set it up, it's about 2,000. I've noticed that with when we've run music venues, like we've done Stage AE in Pittsburgh and Express Live in Columbus, yeah. it seems like we it's about 1,000 less than capacity for concerts because we put a ring where the GA floor would be. Did you like Stage AE? Loved it. We're yeah. going back in April. We played there on this tour. It's a good venue. Really good. Really yeah. good. Um, and what I actually noticed in the Philly venue too, and Stage AE does it, like venues are now creating smaller, like quote, club stages. Mm-hmm. And that's where we set up the merch. But I think it's smart. Um, and and Columbus, or Express Live in Columbus, their stage can be set up in each direction and the garage door for load-in. Like if you face out, 
there's like a mini amphitheater setup with like a grass lawn. They're owned by the same company, whoever that is. You expressed that uh, since you were little, I think, you know, since Monday Night Raw was in the Hammerstein Ballroom, that you've always wanted to go there for a wrestling show. Well, it wasn't in the Hammerstein Ballroom. It was in the same building, the Manhattan Center. It was on a different floor? The Grand Ballroom is on the seventh floor, but I got to take a tour of that, and that was really cool. Okay. So you expressed that you've, you've always wanted to go there to see wrestling and that it was surreal you know, I don't think that was the word used, but maybe surreal to be there for wrestling, specifically for what you were actually doing, you know, working it. Yeah, not, I mean, not I, just being a part of the show. Was there a moment that you took back to like reflect or express gratitude of just, whoa, what the fuck? I'm here and I'm here to work and I'm part of the show. Uh, honestly, that's how I try to live my life of giving myself these moments throughout any experience to just take a breath and to take it in and to like just create some some space between like me actually doing the work in the moment and then also just being aware of wow this is my life right now and what a what a dream for me today but what a dream for the 13 year old in me did you have expectations going into it and and were they met were they exceeded not really um at the same time, what made it hard to be present was that there were five different things like at any given moment being thrown at me of, hey, Jordan, this needs to get done and we need you to do it. So it's uh, uh, they, they like to use the word, it's a very dynamic business and that's a soft way of putting it. So I had a lot of responsibility and high pressure things that needed to get done in the moment, whether that was facilitating like a Facebook Live, uh, facilitating... Uh, or coordinating between the talent and getting uh, portraits for a new website or getting video content for something in the future, uh, whether that was handling stuff with a charity that I took part in, um, or even at one point uh, with, the, with the State Athletic Commission having to coordinate things like that. I mean, there was so many things coming at me. Um, but at the same time, the intro of the show, that actually is the one time where I was like, I'm going to sit down and take it in. So we had the intro video. This is the start of going live on pay-per-view. We had fire, which was new for our production. I took that in and I sat down and I was like, I want to enjoy this moment. And that was really cool. That's great. Good for you. Thanks, man. It you feels should, good. You should live your life like that. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like we barely got to speak the week of it. I think I was in finals week and we didn't, we didn't speak much, but then it dawned on me that that was the weekend and I asked you, uh, hey, are you pumped, whatever, something or other, I need no, to watch. Saturday morning, I'm Saturday, in my hotel right. room, you're asking for my login so you could watch it for free. <laughs> and and I'm like, like for what? And you're like, I want to watch Final Battle tonight. I was like, yo, I'm going to Philly now. Like Final Battle was last night. Yeah, I, it didn't dawn on me. And I think I had a conversation with another friend of ours and we, we both thought it would be Saturday night. It just didn't make any sense to have the pay-per-view, big pay-per-view Friday night. Is it always Friday night? Ring of Honor is always Friday night okay. for pay-per-views. So now I know for future reference. And I still need to go back and watch it. And I think you still want to go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I watched the first match and the last match just to kind of get the vibe of the production. Um, I'd be happy to watch the whole thing again. So maybe we'll set that up before the holiday party. Yeah, Christmas. Fuck yeah. That could be cool. Do you have any, um, any relationships, new relationships that you formed aside from, I think you, you said James from the UK? who yeah. you took on the, the next night to the same Boston market that you and I went to. Yeah, and he was asking about Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. Matt, when's the last time you went to a Chuck E. Cheese? 
Actually, it's a Chuck E. Cheese's. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to a Chuck E. Oh, Cheese's. Oh, come on. Did oh, you, come on, man. As a did, kid. Did you see in the Bitcoin craziness that a dude in New York got arrested for selling? And Carly had said oh, this. I did She's like, that. we should sell Chuck E. Cheese's coins as Bitcoin. She's I like, let's invest that. in that and sell those. And someone got arrested for selling a million dollars worth of Chuck E. Cheese's coins as Bitcoin. I, I love that. that. That's incredible. I love that. Yeah. That I, I I saw that headline and just kind of chuckled. Maybe that should be like the part of the new year, new you, Matt, will take him to Chuck E. Cheese's. I don't know. That, that place just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Because the animatronics? Um, or the cleanliness of a ball pit? Both. The cheese and pizza. Like, I've just heard too many jokes about like, you know, things that are unsavory at Chuck E. Cheese's. All right, let's That's go. That's part of the charm though. Right. Mm. Dude, I don't look think there's at that anything mouse. charming about like predators at Chuck E. Cheese's. Jesus Christ, Matt. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, I don't know. Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Did you form any relationships? Any new relationships? Oh, that's Some- where you were. Yeah, with the talent, because now the talent are. This is now my third tour with them, so that my face is more familiar. They realize I'm just like not some dude who's gonna come and then like flake out after a tour. Um, and uh, and I, I I feel confident that I'm adding value to the organization, so it's been good. Have you been focused on networking? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's it's a business of relationships, like the music businesses as well. It's not that dissimilar. Um, and and yeah, I've I've noticed that obviously with every talent, uh, it's individual. Uh, and having individual relationships. What what makes me feel good is that some of them are starting to come to me uh, for advice and consultation on like their own personal branding. You mm. know, like, hey, should how should I be using my Instagram? Uh, should I be including like you know pictures of my family or not? Things like that. And I think it's a case by case basis. But I, I think it, it makes me feel good that uh, there's seen uh, the value that I can bring not only to the organization but to the individual artists as well. And do you think you're actually making friends with these people? Um, I'm not looking at it that way um, because I'm not there to make friends necessarily. Um, Now, put it this way. I think collaborations work best when there's a good rapport and there's good trust, and those are foundations of friendships. But the way that I'm... The way that I'm framing it is I'm not there to socialize and to make friends... Um, I'm there to, for business and, and who knows what comes of it, but, but the business is, is the context through which I'm framing these relationships. How do you balance the social platform in allowing the wrestler to be unique in themselves, but also convey the character persona that they portray in wrestling? I mean, I think the best wrestling characters comes from truth within that human being playing the character. Um, you know, if, if I were to give advice or if I were to be more active in a creative role within, within the company, I'd like to sit down with these human beings who play wrestling characters and kind of poke and prod and help figure out what their core motivations are as human beings wanting to be a pro wrestler as a profession. So I say, yo, like, what the fuck happened to you when you were eight years old, for instance, that now makes you wake up every morning desiring most to become Ring of Honor world champion? Like, that's core motivation, and I think that's a good place to start when developing character. So, 
Uh, I just want to go back to what you were saying before. I don't think there's anything wrong with your approach to keep it business and to be there uh, for that reason versus developing friendships. But what you're talking about now seems like a great foundation for building a true relationship with the wrestlers and with the talent. Um, and the reason I was... Sorry, I just broke your pen. I didn't oh, God. To. Sorry. Um, the reason I was asking about That's that... That's the last pen I'm allowed in 2017, man. I'll get you a new one. It's fine. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, the reason I was asking is because a lot of the, the a lot of the best relationships that I've been able to foster really either started in business and then I became friends with these people, or I started as friends and then we started working together. And it seems like even some of the most successful people that I know in uh, the industries you know that I that I've worked within, like the 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 people that always do the coolest shit have so many good friends and everybody is like who's in that network is also someone that they work with. Totally. And I think, you know, you coming to my holiday party last year was a testament to how many friendships I've made just through music in general. Yeah. Not only that, how long I've been able to maintain them. It's a lot of people there hadn't seen each other in like eight years. Right. But yet I was this facilitator of keeping in touch with all these people. I understand what you're saying. For me, I don't think it would necessarily be healthy um, or attractive to management or the talent at Ring of Honor for me to come into it with a, a leading motivator to make friends there. No. I think it can be a healthy byproduct. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't think it should be your, your focus. Um, no, it comes with time. Yeah, yeah it comes Over with time. Over time, you'll just develop those natural relations. Same thing as Matt is saying. You know, it, I'm sure it took, it wasn't, instantly the people that you were doing business with that you guys became great friends. But the more no. personal, at a, at a personal level, you take the business and you start to open up with one another about fears and desires and wants for the business as well as personal goals, then it starts to become more personal. And I think in this business and just any entertainment business in general, you, you're you going to get a lot of people that kind of get into it because either they want like to kind of feel like a star by becoming friends with these quote stars. And I think that's easy to sniff out and it's really unattractive. I don't need that. Um, and I, and I yeah. don't want others to perceive me as that being a motivation of mine either. I don't think they will. And I don't, and, and that definitely wasn't what I was suggesting. I was just making sure that you were open to the idea of, of letting those natural friendships develop. Absolutely. Instead of saying, Oh, look like, you know, I'm not going to let this get to that place because I'm only here for work. Totally. Totally. You know. and, and and I think it, it's uh, not even only in, in this, but in general, I, I, I can see in the past, me, maybe me falling into those traps of wanting something more out of a quote business relationship. And then maybe if the other person on the other end isn't interested and just say you're texting back and forth and you know, when you're texting someone and it's more the, the relationship has a business context, you know, sometimes you could take it more into a personal thing like, you know, so how was your weekend, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe the person on the other end doesn't want to go there. And then you could feel rejected in some way. Um, and for me, it's kind of like, I'd like to go into it of I'm not expecting anything yeah. from anyone else. And then like anything more is 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 a nice surprise instead of feeling let down i guess be open to the potential development of a friendship if someone you're working with is open to it as well Absolutely. And, and i think you are 
Um, but maybe that's just advice for people that are listening to in a work environment. Like if you are open to that and other people are too, I think you can probably build some good connections, good relationships that way. I think there's, there's an interesting point to be made here that Jordan is working on a different side than what the talent is currently doing. And so it would be different if Jordan came in as a contemporary, a peer, an equal to the talent, then developing relationships as friends would probably be really important because the strength in numbers idea and bouncing ideas off each other and working together to further your own career, which we did as as bands, we always would band up and buddy with someone else to to progress the idea of booking shows and, and helping one another. Hey, I did this, check out these people, work with them, they're great. Um, but I, I think what Jordan is doing is the right thing. He's respecting his role and he's respecting the boundaries of the others around him. And eventually over time and just each other, you know, on, on opposite ends, polar ends of the, uh, of the relationship, I think you can start to bridge a gap between that. So that's not just so, um, business-like and it be, it can become a bit of both, but it's interesting because I'm, I'm thinking about, um, I took a note on this because something I'm currently doing is, uh, um, checking out hospitals uh, to intern as a dietetic intern. And something I want to convey in a personal statement that I have to write is that because I'll be on the same level as these other interns is that I do want to, to build a relationship with the other interns because we are coming into this together. And that's if Jordan came in as, as talent, I'm sure he would be because he is that kind of person as well yeah. to, to want to develop those relationships. But I also down the road would like to develop relationships with the, the people already in the positions uh, and other positions that I would want to work with and have as contemporaries or peers. Well, that's one of the things that you're really good at too, naturally, is when you meet people, I don't think you ever approach it from just like the, the, the businessy standpoint. I always see you connecting with people and asking questions to really make people feel comfortable around you, you know, and, and willing to open up and willing to talk more about what they're doing and why they're doing it. And, um, I think it's, I think that's great. I think you should put that as part of your goals in, in searching for the right hospital. You know, I agree with that for Justin. And I think I've done that as well. Look, I've made it, uh, for me, it was very intentional to make sure, especially everyone on the office side, whether it's the, the guy who does PR that doesn't, you know, live in Baltimore, um, and et cetera, et cetera, down the line. But even all the talent, I made it a priority to make sure that I went up and introduced myself and began a relationship. And and, and I'm warm and I ask how they're doing and I try to get a feel for who they are. Uh, but it's not because, hey, I want to now go get a drink with you after the show. Right. I think it's interesting that Matt is currently working on a project with, uh, I, did Finn start out as a friend or he's a business associate of sorts and then became a good friend? Uh, Finn and I started as, it was kind of both. I mean, like when we, when we first met, we met online, you know, he sent me an email. Hey, I want to meet you. You know, I want to tell you about this thing I'm doing. Then we met and we, 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 we became fast friends, you know, and then through working together, um, you know, like when I was in Seattle to do the, the first creative live class, like we went out to dinner, we would have breakfast together. He would drive me around, so we had a lot of time one on one. You developed a really good rapport. Hang out and like talk about our personal lives a little bit, and then yeah, just over the years we just kept like growing as as friends. So now yeah, he's I, I would consider him to be one of my um, closest friends. Maybe not in the, in the sense that we see each other all the time, but we talk probably every day, and 
we can weave between talking strictly about business or we'll call each other when we really need advice or really need to vent or just kind of shoot the shit and joke around. It sounds similar to like our relationship now. Yeah, for sure. I think all of us developed, well, and that's, that's what's cool about our relationship is that we were all friends first and then developed these, these business sort of offshoots from it. Um, but I'd like to, I, I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's on my mind because of that class and the course that Finn, Finn and I just shot because we were talking about the best ways to build a network. And, you know, a lot of times I think people go into trying to build a network. Um, forcing it. Forcing it and making the sale too soon or being too business and not open to really just getting to know each other. And I was just kind of trying to understand what the picture is like for you in those settings when you are out there and you are working with the talent, you know, if they're ever like, Oh man, like you're a cool dude. Like, you know, a lot about wrestling too. Like, Hey, like here's my number. Let's hang out and grab coffee or just, you know, keep in touch. I just, I don't know if that kind of stuff ever happens. And if so, would you foster those relationships? And to, to follow that up, you know, you've sort of said to me that like, and maybe this is a, strong of a statement but like you would love to be like the the new vince mcmahon one day like isn't that like a dream sort of to like no you don't ever want to like like produce these large wrestling events yourself or or work the way up the channels in that sense i would never want the responsibility that someone like he has i you know no and and i wouldn't want the responsibility to fully manage a wrestling company Mm. no uh that was johnny crab cake what was it? Yeah, I don't know. He, he wants to be the Vince yeah, McMahon. Yeah, yeah, that was, that I was, think that was him. Not that was Jordan. John on on the podcast. But I, I feel like we've talked about like the the production side of things and like. Look, I'm happy, and and I think my role there is unique in that I am working in tandem with, uh, with really every facet of the business. So, for instance, you know, we're we're shooting commercials for a new service that we're launching soon. So last week I was leading a, a conversation with our whole production team. Mm-hmm. Um, I coordinate uh, with our PR person and uh, the person on site to uh, coordinate uh, press coming with the talent. Uh, obviously I'm working in the front office with upper management uh, and, and I work with the head of creative as well weekly. So it, the, it, the, the role allows me to be um, contributing uh, to all these different aspects and Hell yeah, I want more responsibility, and and I'm really grateful that in many ways, they uh, they've given me rope to treat my role uh, as someone as an entrepreneur in with respect to creating new initiatives and finding new ways to to run our business and execute on the business. Um, uh, that's awesome. That's great, and and clearly that's more natural for me because this is the first time I've ever worked with the company. Mm-hmm. You know, everything, whether it's been a band or this podcast or specifically Beatwell, it's been my thing to grow. Um, and Beatwell will continue to be my thing to grow. Um, you know, alongside doing this wrestling thing. But the wrestling thing, that's a whole, that's an operation, that's production, that's TV, that's, I wouldn't want to be in charge of that. Right. That's yeah, good to know. I brought up Finn because... I am now very conscious of thinking about, um, I'm trying to think of the way to put it, but I guess it's, it's 
to me, networking in, in the sense of, of building relationships with other people who I don't know, or even just presenting myself to people who I don't know is it, it comes easy. And I think for our, our listeners, um, this is something that people struggle with is how do I form the relationship? When do I ask to start to build more than for what we're speaking of? Um, Jordan has more practice with this and I think it's easier, but for a lot of people, they're not sure when to take the opportunity or to take the chance to, to build a relationship within business. And I've been thinking about it since you've made it, con- Matt's made it, uh, something that is now, uh, I'm very aware of it when I go to just a coffee shop because that's what you referenced. And so even though it was something I naturally would, would already do, I'm, I'm even more aware of making more of a conversation and asking them how their day is and how things are going. But there's really no, there's no ulterior motive. No, and, and you know, that's something that, that a lot of people misconstrued in that video that I posted. Um, there were a lot of comments, especially from people that I'm very surprised about making the comments that they made, like professionals that should not be saying the things they, sh- that mm-hmm. they said, in my opinion. Um, people were commenting like, yeah, uh, it's it's really nice that you want to have a conversation with a barista, but we're in line waiting behind you. So can you please shut the fuck up and get out of the way? It's like, okay, I'm not necessarily suggesting that you should stand there and have a conversation while other people are waiting behind you. That's not what I said. What I was trying to get across was, you know, don't just look at this person in front of you as uh, something that like does a job for you and that's it. Like it's not a fucking tool and it's not a machine. It's a human being. So when you go up to the counter, instead of saying, give me this coffee and not acknowledging that they're a human being with a life and a story and, a, and feelings, simply just say, hi, how are you? Because they're a person and you want to ask them how their day is. And, you know, I think the bigger picture point that I was trying to get across is that we get so used to those kinds of social situations where we don't think about the person. We just are there for the coffee or whatever it is. And that's what I was trying to get across. Like not like, you know, completely be rude to the people waiting in line behind you and, and you know, waste their time and take forever to, to ask this person about their day. But like, just look for the opportunities to where you can just engage with someone while they're already doing what they're going to do for you anyway. And the conversation can happen as quickly as while they're ringing it up for That's you. That's my point. It, right. t- it doesn't take much. And it's interesting because I've been using my, my phone to order my coffee a lot of times. And I'll just, you know, I go in. I don't have to wait in the line. I can just pick it up and go. But I still make a point to just thank the people and, and look at whoever's standing closest by and say, hey, how's it going? You know, how's your day going? Hey, happy holidays. Anything. And that's because that's like within my heart that I just enjoy doing that. But if this is something you struggle with, then push yourself out of your comfort zone. And this is a really easy way to do like one and done. Hey, how are you? Great. Happy holidays. See you later. And you can feel really good about what you just accomplished. And then you can build on that as you go. Just like what we talked about Jordan. He can start off and have a certain rapport, businessy, and eventually build it into more. It all just takes time. A hundred percent. And that is the point that I was trying to make. It, it's it's so obvious too what it can mean to the other person. Sure. I was at Whole Foods when before Finn came into town this week. I was just grabbing some stuff to have at the house because I know we were going to be filming a lot and I got some snacks and I was at the prepared foods counter and there was a woman behind the counter who was serving me. And you know I could have just stood there and just been like, I want this, I want this, I want this. But while she was serving me, like 
we had a little conversation, you know, and it didn't take away from what she was doing. She didn't stop her work to talk to me and then, you know, get me the the salad that I was ordering and the sandwich I was ordering. It was just during, you know, that that time that we had together while she was quote unquote serving me. It was just a nice exchange of like, hey, how are you? Are you having a good holiday so far? You know, do you get to see your family? She was like, yeah, and the weather's been so crazy and yada, yada, yada. And it lit her up because I watched other people in front of me just be like, I want this, I want this. And they're just looking at their phones the whole time, you know, and I can't tell you, I'm sure that happens constantly. One, one more thing. I just don't, I don't understand and maybe it's not for me to understand or complain about, but you know, I, I posted that video to spread positivity. And there are people who could just not say anything instead of saying the things that they said. And again, there's people that I know personally who posted on that video on Instagram saying shit that I just can't believe like that that's their mentality of like, fuck you, get out of my way. Like fuck you then. Like if you're gonna if you're if if you're not gonna consider other people and look at someone else in in your life or in in the same space you're in and acknowledge them as a person and say, like I want to make sure this person has a good day. Instead, I don't I, I don't know I, these I'm, social I'm, platforms. I think it's easy to start to highlight flaws. I'm talking in about other people. people though that and, are and, successful, wealthy. Yeah. Wealthy individuals who have networks of their own, and I don't want to say names, but if you're listening, you know exactly who I'm talking about, and there's people that know exactly who I'm talking about, who I just think it's really fucking shitty that you would put yourself out there that way, first off, and secondly, that that's your, that's your mindset. It's obvious that you're an unhappy person if you look at a, a situation like that and want to just pull people down negatively. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I need to tell you this, Matt, but one, as long as you know what your intentions are and they feel pure, uh, then that's all that matters because you can just execute you know, your intention with the universe. Second to that, as you said and alluded to, uh, these people aren't saying anything about you as a person. All they're doing is revealing themselves and their truth. And like that's on them and Mazel Tov for that. And Merry Christmas as well. And, and you oh. get to make that executive decision. You can always say, sure. you know what? Whoa, I didn't realize these people were like that. And it, people are very good at hiding behind these, these pieces of technology of like, oh, let me reveal my own self because there's really no consequence. Well, motherfucker, there is a consequence. And like you can choose to not do anything with these people anymore, or you can at least uh, call them out. You know, if, if you want to still have a relationship with people like that and you see this in your life, and I think this is like to the bigger point of people will see this on their social platforms, you might post the best thing ever to you and it seems so light and, and heartwarming and all these great things and then people shit on it and it's like, wow. I, I, well, that's you the, can have empathy for I, these people, I don't but you care. can also like call them out for it. I don't, they can shit on me all they want. I, I, don't, I don't care about that. Like they can make fun of me for putting myself out there. They can make fun of whatever they want in the video, but don't like poo poo on the act of kindness and the, the intention behind it to try to get people that aren't really comfortable with putting themselves out there who may need to for their lives or their jobs like don't shit on the intention to help those people right right i just i think that's shitty it's like i don't know i think it, we're all on the same page that, that we would all recognize that as being shitty that it's ridiculous not to take a few seconds out of your day to maybe brighten someone else's who may not be receiving the same kind of 
of rapport with others. And I actually, it's funny because in using the app on my phone to order a coffee, I feel like I'm, I'm dissociating, uh, dis, uh, what are the word is? Dissociating? Yeah, I don't know why it came out so flubbed. Uh, from actually having the conversation, but then it heightens my awareness to actually go ahead and say, hey, I feel super antisocial ordering my coffee this way. So I just wanted to take a second to say, Hey, how are you? And or thank you. Thank you, and I appreciate it. Isn't it weird that when we flub words, like our immediate verbal response is like blah, 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 blah. Disassociating is what you meant to Disassociating. say. Disassociating. Kevin the drummer did that too on this uh, podcast. I, I, I always think of Joe Rogan will say something on the podcast, and he'll like mix two words together and then just start cracking up laughing how he flubbed it and how it's like, what the fuck did I just do here? Words are funny, man. I want to give a very micro example of what we were talking about. As far as just, I mean, it comes down to one, being present with yourself and the person you're interacting with. Um, and then, you know, deploying like just connection and empathy. And at, at the, the pay-per-view in New York, I, I'm, it's one of the female wrestlers, the name is irrelevant. I was coordinating with her to get her portraits done. And in that moment in time, I was definitely more stressed and busy than I would have preferred to be. And as I'm coordinating with her, you know, it's like, hey, how you doing? And she, and she said, like, you know, good, how are you? And I started going on to the next thing and I caught myself and I looked at her and actually created eye contact and I took a breath and I said, I'm good, thanks. And I felt a shift in the way that her and I connected in that moment as human beings and it felt uh, more pure and present. And she and the way that she responded to that she didn't say like anything but just from her facial expressions i felt that she appreciated that i kind of pulled us into a more authentic experience instead of this this rote mindless uh unconscious uh just getting through you know what needed to get done there yeah. was it was pure connection and and it was a second or two but for me, I actually felt a difference and that was, and I think what you're getting to in your video, Matt, is you're asking people to try these micro experiences and I think the intention or the goal is for people to start feeling something different, a different feeling of connection with someone else, a different feeling of, of joy, perhaps, um, of, of feeling validated and... and uh, validated by, by another person in well, an experience. It, it's that, and then it's also for the people that aren't used to putting themselves out there that way. If you can put yourself out there for the purpose of, of maybe allowing someone else to feel positive or validated, and you feel a stronger connection to that person, then you're going to feel better, much more so, about putting yourself out there and it becomes addictive and you want to do it more and then it just starts to become natural. Yep. You know, and and I don't know, it just it bummed me out that a lot of people saw this as like one it's like, well, I'm using other people to practice on so that I can get better at putting myself out there. It's like, no, that's not what you're doing first off. I'm not I'm not saying like use people in your life to practice on them so you can better yourself when there's an opportunity. Um I'm more so saying what I just expressed, which You're is You're teaching like, people to give before they ask. Yeah, give before you ask. And just if you can if if you can simply like 
just treat someone else like a fucking human. Yeah. Even in these scenarios where we're not used to doing that because they're serving or they're providing something for us, then if you are really good at talking with people already, then you're just creating more positivity in the day. And if you're not really good at talking to people already, then it is a great micro experience to have again because the more you do it, the more you feel better about it, the more someone else feels good about the interaction and then it becomes a natural thing because there's nothing better than creating a positive vibe or positive feeling between you and another person. As, as simple as it may sound to us or seem to us as people who actually do this and have been doing this on a daily basis for years, decades, I'm sure there are people who are 10 or 15 years younger than us who may hear this, who grew up in a different world where there was always the internet, there were always cell phones and the connection wasn't personal. It was personal, but through a device. This is going to sound, it's maybe doesn't sound new. But I think it's going to be a harder learning curve because you don't get it. This this became natural to us because we were always presented this way. You know, the, these opportunities were always always there, and so the more that we did it, the easier it became. And so for us, when it when it came time to starting a business and eventually asking for something in return for the business, we we knew to give and to still keep it personal and keep it human. But I think there's going to be a younger generation who missed out on some of the opportunities and luxuries that we experience who need to hear this. And the more often they hear it from someone in a higher uh, position, the better, or from anyone in general. But to hear it from the people that maybe they respect and look up to and can say, whoa, this is how they did it, that, that's the blueprint, maybe I need to do that. And, and I think to Jordan's point, I'm sure that made your relationship with the person you were working with that much better and more authentic. And you guys felt like, and, and maybe she felt like, well, now I can really open up or trust him a bit more because it's not so business. It is a little more personal now. I think so too. And, and I wouldn't even say business or personal or like business or friendship. I'd say it's just like human, human or human or not human. Well, right. Agreed. Because it. whether it's a business relationship or a friendship, like at the end of the day, we're all human beings connecting with each other at different levels. Yeah, you can always and you can always choose the 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 positive or the um the road to go down where it creates a, a good feeling for whoever's involved in the in the conversation or in the transaction or in the experience. And that's you always know? in our control. We can't we can't people are where they are but it's always in our control of how much of ourselves we're able to give or willing to give in an interaction. Yeah. And you know, it's so awesome when you do find yourself in a place where people are, are purposefully putting themselves out there. Um, and you, Jordan, you were asking me about when I was in Florida last week. Um, that was an example of a whole group of people coming together because not only did they want to interact with each other, but they wanted to learn. What was it? Together. A conference? It was. Uh, so I was in Florida for for two different reasons, but what I'm referring to was. So I, I went down there for the URM Academy, which is the company that Finn McKenzie works for. So um, the URM Academy stands for Unstoppable Recording Machine. Uh, their business or their subscription service is called Nail the Mix, where uh, you know you a band or a producer shares uh, this 
these stems of a song or a mix of a song with all the subscribers. They get a chance to mix it for a certain period of time. And then that actual producer who produced or mixed that song comes on and does this live mix of it. And it's like this, it's a really great educational platform for music producers. Uh, so what was going on in Florida was their first summit where they put out there that, you know, people from all over the world can come and meet with each other and then be in person and learn from other producers that were there, learn from speakers and just have a great experience together. I mean, that's what, it, you know, you, you all come together and you do this big in-person thing. So uh, Finn invited me down to speak alongside him uh, to present a, a course uh, on marketing for producers. So teaching the, the this this group that was there, how they could better market themselves and set better goals, strategies, and tactics for themselves uh, so they can potentially achieve the career or the success that they're looking for. Um, but again, the, the coolest part about the whole thing was just that everyone who was there was open to meeting one another. Everyone who was there was willing to listen and share at the same time. Um, and when you have a situation like that, you see these kinds of interactions that we're talking about on such a larger scale, and there wasn't one iota of negativity. And that's the point. If more people would just be open to having a positive interaction, even if it's not at a, at a summit or something like this, but as we're discussing in your daily lives, you'd be amazed at how much better you feel in general. Instead of just staying in your head, I'm not saying it's negative. You know, it's not like you're, hopefully people aren't purposely being rude to one another, but I think it's enriching to create positivity any chance you can. And that's, that's all I was really trying to say. I think a very simple model that sometimes I'll go back to, and it's very reductionist, but I think purposefully is at all moments, whether it's within ourselves or connecting with other people or the world at large, we're either operating primarily out of love or out of fear. And there's many times throughout my day that I'll just have this mental check within myself, love or fear. And then I can be aware and conscious of, let me choose love. And what does that feel and look like? How is that expressed? And that's just a very simple tool that I've used for 10 plus years now when I first heard about it. Um, and, and that kind of helps check me at times throughout my day. And then eventually, the more I check myself, I end up choosing love more often than not because that ends up becoming the habit. And, you know, I want to I wanna go back to what I said 10 or 15 minutes ago where I, I got a little heated about a specific person who made a specific comment and I created some negativity in my response. And that's really, that's just like um, a reaction to, to being annoyed you know, but that's not actually how I feel. And I want to apologize for what I said, because I don't want that person to, to feel that negativity. In fact, it's like, I can empathize with why they're saying it. And I can empathize with misconstruing my statement, maybe, and reading it the wrong way. So um, hopefully, it's more clear now what my intentions were. And hopefully that person can look at this from that through that lens and maybe see it differently and understand because I'm trying to understand them and I don't want to be hypocritical in this by yeah. any means. No, I know? think that's that's actually really beautiful what you just did there that's in healthy. that moment. Um, while we're while we're at that, um, maybe ten episodes ago, in just a fit of of 
of passion in the moment, I said, fuck Incubus. And I didn't really mean it. And I've actually thought about that. And it's like, no, I have love for Incubus. So to Incubus and all its members, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Little Jingle Bell. <laughs> well, this is the season for cheer. Yeah. So speaking of, let's pivot a bit. Um, it is the holiday season. Anybody want to share any holiday stories, anything you're looking forward to? What are you guys doing for New Year's? Uh, Matt and I discussed this the other day. Matt said he wants to dress up. Uh, Jordan, because you didn't dress up on Halloween this year. Exactly. Right. I don't know what I'm doing for New Year's. Like, I mean, uh, what, are you, what are you doing for New Year's, Jordan? Right Jordan now, was going to go now see Spoon. I went to see Spoon at 9.30, Club, However, but nobody wanted to be a designated driver, and we're going to be responsible adults and not do that. Of the two of you that were going. So now we're getting to the weeds where people just don't give a fuck about what we're talking about. I have plans with Jeff Blake. And that's about it. But cool. we should all do something. We were thinking maybe the Avenue in Hamden because that is relatively close to here. Uh, and we don't want to drive and uh, Uber, you know, to search prices. a lot of prices. fun stuff going on. Yeah. I'm sure there's, I mean, there's a lot of places to go. And they have I, a ball I, drop I deal too. Oh yeah, that's cool. I propose that the six of us, Carly and I, Madeline, <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jordan and Jeff over here, um, that the six of us go go do something together, and Jordan suggested Hamden. I said, you know, dinner reservations or something, because Matt does want to dress up, and Jordan said, no, it's too well, formal. Well, do you want to spend the whole night at a dinner table, per no, se? No, I don't need to do that. I just think it would be fun to, like, you know... Definitely dress up. Yeah. Like, I would like to dance. I'd like to dance, to dance, too. It, Hamden dancing? I don't know. Of course. What's cool about Hamden Streets. is I think you could pretty much do whatever you want, and there's no judgment, you know? It's kind of a cool yeah, place. And, and I like the idea that you can present your marketing the streets ideas. will be full. Yeah, totally. The yeah. streets will be full. It'll be a fun place to go. And we should just go around and have all these Practice. micro experiences. Well, I have Practicing to, connecting with other human beings. I got I to gotta talk to the, the girlfriend about it because she has an event that night, actually. I um, haven't met her yet. I just added her on Facebook. I Me saw. too. Me too. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Well, if she can come, then it'll be the five of us. Well, no. I mean, I, I'm... I'm Going with her wherever she's got to go, but we can probably meet up later. So backup plan: Dave and Buster's just opened by my house. And so that that could be a, a different kind of experience. So it was fantastic. Um, what aside from from Dave New and Year's, Buster's is pretty much the Chuck E. Cheese's for people who have podcasts. Okay, so uh, Justin, True. you said something that you're really excited about is the the fact that this is your first Christmas that you're hosting. Yeah, so uh, Carly and I are hosting Christmas. I think there's like 16 people coming over. Cool. Um, so your house is done for the most part. As of yesterday, the house is done. Yep, we had the Congrat office. Congratulations. The office was on. Yeah, Thank congrats. you. Yep, jingle it up. Uh, I, I got a tree. It's uh, the most Kesha tree you could find. Gold, glitter, sparkles everywhere. I wouldn't expect anything less from you considering the outfit that you wore to the wedding that I saw recently. Which sequence. I got to give you, yeah, sequence uh, suit. That's pretty rad. Appreciate it. Jingle. Jingle, please. Yes, um, jingle, please. Thank you. But so you're Jewish. We're all Jewish. Yeah, my mom keeps, or Jordan and I, our mom keeps pushing that I need to put a Jewish star at the on the top of the tree. Somewhere Yo, on the tree. No, and no. I keep telling her like, no. And then Carly and I are like, yeah, like it's not like we're putting up a tree to represent anything other than like this tree is badass and it warms mm -hmm. up the room. Yeah, and but you could, we put a, keep it up. you could put a Jewish star on top of the tree. That's sure. Like, that's well, not... we, well, like I tried yesterday. We bought a red one for a dollar fifty, and it didn't really work out until I mean, Carly I could piss fixed my it. Pants too, but that doesn't mean I should. I'm not really sure that applies here. 
I Somewhat. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. All, all I can tell you is, I, let me is actually me- say something like about this tree. Is it like a metaphor that just you know didn't line up? Anyway, no. let me say something about this tree. This tree is <laughs> is flocked and has gold glitter dusted all over it. I cool. went with with a gold and red theme. Some sparkly, some shiny, whatever ornaments. Uh, I love Nutcrackers, so I had a set from. I don't know when you I bought this. You do like Nutcrackers. Why? I don't know. You've I, always had them I in your room. I think they're aesthetically really pleasing. I think they're cool looking. They, to me, feel like cold and robotic no and like way. creepy. No, I think they're badass. They're I, super badass so, and they're, they're, they're a part of the tradition. I actually, I have one of those massive Nutcrackers and it broke when Carly and I were living downtown. And Did it break while trying to crack a nut? No. Lauren Cashin... Who who uh, Sharptooth? Who was on the podcast a few episodes ago? She actually fixed it for me and said, "I need to come. Uh, I can come get it now." She just confirmed that she's coming to the Jordan's second annual holiday party presented Sweet. by 1990 Mariah Carey. We might have a few the guests around, from yeah. the podcast there. Yeah, is we should just is, is do it. Have, just turn the mics on. Yeah, we should have and a anyone podcast. can hop on. Yeah, that'd be great. Why we don't do we do that? Everyone can kind of hop on. But to, to finish, I also bought uh, three chocolate croissant or croissant. Uh, Based glass ornaments. Nice. From where? And they sparkle from Michael's, the craft store. The craft store. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, they had waffles and pizza and everything else you could think I've, of. I've but been... I saw croissants. So I grabbed one. And then the other day, I grabbed two more to represent the three of us. And they're on the tree. <laughs> and I'll post a picture in the yes. Facebook group. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, maybe, we, maybe we can come over and like do like a get little get attacked by the dogs. Yeah. Exactly. I'll I'll leave. We adopted another dog, by the way, you of did? sorts. Yeah. Congratulations, Le- Lexi. She's a she's a little pee boo, and she just likes to snuggle up with everyone, lick you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dog person now. Uh, um, I'm like such I'm a, a dog person, person now. Do you want to adopt Tyson, like just for the night tonight? No. Okay. How about? Do you want to why hang tonight? out with Tyson? Wait. Why tonight? tonight? What do you think? What is it? Friday night? I don't know. You you like dogs? Wait. Why I tonight? I like dogs. I don't want a dog. Uh, Wait, he's sleeping. He doesn't even know this is going on. But why tonight? Know. Well, I, I have to leave Tyson. Uh, I think with my dad tonight because I am going to like in a, an event this evening with the lady because she's works in the event industry. It's going to be a late event, and he's going to be alone for a while. So. What about with the cats? At well, the cats are Nana tattoos. The cats are chilling. Let's not confuse people here. Oh, sorry. Okay. So yesterday I was calling uh, Carly called Nat Natalie and Matt Madalie, and then I was calling <laughs> Matt a tattoo and Nat a tattoo. Yes, but Nat a tattoo is, is so in the weeds on this podcast company. Now. Yeah, that we love. sponsors our podcast. Chocolate two five all caps for twenty five percent off at checkout. Yes. Okay. All right. So. Jordan, what are you most excited about? Or wait, let me guess. You're excited about the second annual Jordan Goodman holiday Presented party. by 1990 Mariah Carey. Yeah, I don't really brand it with my last name, but sure. Is that what you're excited about the most? Um, no, actually not really. I'll, honestly, it'll be fun, but I probably won't think about it until it starts happening, mm. in all honesty. Um, you're talking about like what I'm what I'm looking forward to like in, in the moment right now in my body or just in the upcoming year? Uh, what's one big, let's do one thing that you're really looking forward to in the new year. Um, this podcast project, uh, before we started recording this audio right now, the three of us sat down and just took notes of all the different things that we want to execute on. 
uh, I know, and especially if you've been in the Facebook group for uh, for many months now, in the past couple weeks, there's been less engagement, and that's just a byproduct of of our schedules and responsibilities and not having a chance like we did today to sit down together and create clear vision and and natural momentum amongst the three of us. I think there is uh, infinite potential in this, not only as a podcast, but as um, as a community. And we're talking about ways to explore that. And I feel that both of you feel very strongly about uh, putting effort into growing it. I have a lot of uh, passion to do that as well. And, and I'm really excited to, to see what happens. Cool. That's, uh, that's exciting that you are fired up about this. Yep. Yep. Jingle Matt, bells. What are you looking forward to in the new year? I'm excited to dive in much deeper to education. Um, because a lot of the, the things that I'm going to be working on in 2018, uh, 2018, uh, really revolve around different forms of education. So, you know, I've been really figuring out over the past year or so what I enjoy most, you know, as far as the work that I'm doing. Uh, and I keep coming back to being able to help people through sharing whatever that is, whatever information I know that I can share. So, uh, I'm just excited about those specific projects. That's, that's what I'm really looking forward to is just seeing how I'm excited to, to, to release some new stuff and see how people can benefit from it and then learn from them what we can do better, you know, and how we can then evolve from there into creating more educational, uh, products and, so forth. I think a lot of people can learn by just modeling you and and paying attention to your behaviors because you've always been good at trying different things in different ways. And I think it's easy for a lot of people listening to this, especially who know of this podcast because they were a fan of yours, uh, to think, oh well, Matt has it figured out, and he like it's easy for him, and he's great at everything. And like that's just not the truth because you haven't done these things before. You're trying to deliver new, newer content uh, with newer delivery methods. And to your credit, uh, I'm sure there's definitely fear and doubt and um, feelings of being unsure, unprepared. But like you do it and, and you're, you're easy on yourself and you're interested in what you said, figuring out like what worked, what didn't, and then iterating from there. And to your credit, that's why you've been successful that's part of your success at least. Um, and I think that's something that we all can do, whether it's something uh, that we're going to monetize or not. Yeah. Well, thanks. I, I appreciate that. I, you know, it's up to me to either do it or not. So as long as I'm okay with that, then, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to put myself out there and I am okay with that. I'm, I'm okay to take a shot and try something that I feel good about, even if it fails. Because if I don't do it, then nobody benefits from it. But if I do do it, then hopefully someone benefits from it. So that's, even if it's me just learning, you know, from that experience. It's I, also a great lesson to, to hear you talk about the, the feedback loop process of actually putting stuff out there, getting feedback, and then making decisions based on what you're getting from the actual users or the people that are going to be benefiting from the programs. I think it's easy to uh, come up with an idea 
and then to get really fixated on that idea and not want to pivot. But it's great to be able to try. And you've tried plenty of things that, you know, plenty of businesses and ideas that, that launched or didn't get off the ground um, or that have worked, but then it's always still a work in progress. And so checking in with the feedback loop of all of these different ideas you have and not staying so on course with what your original idea was is so important. And so I think it's, it's going to be exciting for you next year to, uh, to implement all of these new ideas and businesses and try them and figure out what's working and not work. And hopefully this helps you to check in with what makes you feel best. Well, definitely that, but the, yeah, the goal, I don't think usually changes. I mean, the goal is to help people, uh, specifically with this project that I'm talking about. So I don't if, if for those who don't know, um, started a new project with Finn McKenty. Um, it's part of our company, the punk rock MBA, which we've now officially like made into a company. Um, and we're releasing a, uh, uh, actually two courses for creative people. The, the, the title of the course is called sell it without selling out. And it's a DIY marketing course for creative people. And the two courses, one of them is geared towards selling products. So let's say you're a photographer and you want to learn how to sell your prints or um, you know, you've started an apparel company and you want to learn how to sell merchandise. We're teaching you how to do that and market that by yourself. It's a great title for your target audience. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that we're, we're, we don't want sales or the word selling to be associated with um douchiness or like the used cars salesman kind of it's lack of integrity kind of vibe right and and we're we're just we're trying to teach people that through hard work and by putting in the effort you can actually do it yourself and and when you take ownership of it like that and when you're passionate about what you are selling or offering there is no i don't think there's any room for that kind of uh, mentality whatsoever. Of like if you sell people what they want in a way that feels good, then everyone wins. Well, and if you sell people what you want, that's awesome. That that's the bigger picture thing. Um, but so we're doing it for a product, and then we're also we have another whole separate course for if you are offering a service of some kind. Um, so both courses we we decided to focus on specific examples. Um, so like the product one, we modeled a, uh, a fake apparel company. Um, and then we walked through what we would do if we had an apparel company. And then we obviously explained how that can apply to other products. And then for the service one, we modeled it as if we were a graphic designer and what we would do if we wanted to offer our services to, to more and more people. That's a cool model. Yeah, I think it will really resonate with your core audience for sure. I hope so. But the point is, is that we're just trying this out. We have no idea if people are going to be receptive to it. We we did the best we could. There's to as you said, there's totally things about it that we already are like doubting and second guessing and saying like, "Oh, could we have done this better?" At the end of the day though, we did the best we could in the time that we could do it and we feel confident about the information and that's the most important thing. I think a lot of people get caught up in like the aesthetic of certain things. And, and obviously that matters over time, you know, to, to really hone your aesthetic with a business or a, a, you know, a product or even us with this podcast, like we, we we're still kind of rough. Like we started rough, we've gotten better, 
but it's still kind of rough. Now we're working on making it less rough and we're, we're making iterations over time. But the, the core content hopefully has value and that's kind of what we're teaching and it's also what we are trying to, to exude ourselves through this whole experience. So when you talk about the feedback loop, we expect people to tell us certain things that they don't like about it, certain things that can be approved upon and we're okay with that. I think what we really spent the most time on was the, the, the value of the content and if that is going to resonate with people. And that's what, I, that's what Finn and I both feel the most confident in, which is why when you talk about putting ourselves out there and trying shit, I'd rather go for it than not because I do believe that the content is valuable. If we didn't, then we wouldn't release it. And I wouldn't feel comfortable putting something out there, you know, but, and I think we all feel that way about our respective work. Good for you, man. Jingles for that. Yeah. Jingles for that. Yeah. You and Finn, I think are two really authentic guys who authentically, you know, and wholeheartedly really want to help people. So I think you, the two of you, knowing the two of you personally, you would put the work and effort into making sure it was something that you would want to release. And then, you know, look, it's not going to be perfect. And I just think of like practice makes some progress, right? So totally. you put this out there and you let people try to, you know, benefit from it. And and I'm sure even if, if it doesn't take off to be some kind of like successful portion of business to add to your portfolio, it'll help somebody. And that's Absolutely. what's most important. And you'll get better for doing it. Absolutely. Justin, what are you energized about for 2018? What are you jazzed up about? I'm currently energized what are you, what are you- Pump the fuck up for. What are you siced about? What was that last one? Siced. Siced. You do have a unique vocabulary. This is not mine. I have to credit Alex Rudinger for this. Where'd you get stumped from? Stuck? Stuck? Like you got stucked? No. Matt's talking about having sex. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I wasn't talking about stupping someone. I was saying like, what, what did I say? I don't even remember the context. It was context. in the context of me having sex with someone. Whoa, whoa. I said, I didn't say stuck. I said, so you stupped X person. I heard, how was What's that? What's that from? Wait, Is that like wait, Yiddish? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's like Yiddish. Jordan's been stupping left and right. Merry Christmas, no, guys. Whoa, Merry hey Christmas. now. It's like, I don't know if he has. I, so, I sorry, no Justin, idea. what are you stupped about? I'm for currently stupped about uh, and siced about uh, a few things. So, I've been checking out some hospitals for uh, some dietetic internships that I'm going to take part in next year, hopefully. Um, I'm excited to put a lot of what I've learned from this podcast of storytelling and trying to be as clear and concise as possible and non-tangential into personal statements to convey the right story as to how to get exactly what I want. And Ultimately, my number one is to be at Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, as I think they're the the most progressive. And when I think of people in respective fields that I would want to be associated with or close to, um, Hopkins is the place I think of. So, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, and and I am now pretty stooped up about uh, this podcast. I, I was glad that we sat down before we did the podcast today and laid out some clear goals for each of us of what we need to be working on to take this to maybe not the next level, but to start it going in that direction. Because I, I do want to see this 
keep evolving and I want to see us grow the team and I want to see us hitting more marks than what we're currently hitting. So yeah, I'm pretty stooped up right now, guys. And stooped up again. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm all and with, the, with, with that said, again. as we're shutting this down, uh, just like endless thanks to both Jeff Lang and Joe Hamilton for their contributions. Uh, they've been very uh, productive and, um, and and just really an integral part to the process of chocolate croissants as a weekly project behind the scenes. Uh, they've never asked for anything in return. Uh, just uh, they just offered pure generosity because they believe in what we're doing. So and, thank you. And because they've never asked, we're sending them to Disney World. Yes. Woo. All shipped up. Actually, sorry, guys, but we don't have the budget for that. But maybe one day. We are going to try to send you something for the holidays. Yeah. Absolutely. We're working on something. Well, we hope that all of you listeners out there are excited for the holidays and that you have something that you're looking forward to in the new year as well, whether that is a big project or a small tweak within yourself. Try to find something that you can improve upon as we get into 2018 because it'll probably make you feel really good. Yeah, and we'd love to hear about it. And you can join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants. We are intentionally going to be a bit more consistent and active in there uh, starting into the new year. Um, Because at the end of the day, uh, we are leading community. And we've noticed that uh, the more that we lead and engage, uh, then the more we empower others to do the same as well. And that is our responsibility. And for anyone who has been in the group, for anyone who has engaged in the group over the past, I guess, maybe nine months now, uh, thank you so much because that in return inspires us to continue with this project. Um, I guess we are in the outro of episode 38. Yep. You know what I just realized? Oh my God. The song I was singing, uh, it's Buck Cherry. That's great. So, so there you do go. you want to uh, do you want to um, just let people know how they can help further by rating, reviewing, yeah, all that so good the, the stuff. podcast app, whatever you're using, uh, search chocolate croissants. Subscribing uh, that helps us, and it also can help you by not having to think about downloading these episodes every Monday morning ish. Uh, sometimes we put them up Sunday night. Uh, if you're connected to your Wi-Fi, it automatically downloads. That way, if you're listening uh, on your commute to work or in the gym or wherever you may be, you don't have to use your data to listen. Uh, beyond that, rating, uh, reviewing, that all helps. What we are going to do in the next couple weeks is come up with some sort of incentive to try to hit some, uh, I guess, watermark might be the term. Milestones. Milestones. Uh, kidney stones. I had a kidney stone once. That was very painful. Let's not talk about So that. go back to our feedback loop. Uh, it would be wonderful if you could hop onto iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using and rate and review the show because that helps us in ways that we don't even understand. But we're, we're thinking of some kind of milestone within uh, the iTunes review and rating section. And once we hit a certain amount, we're going to do a giveaway. And you know, if you don't do it for us or yourselves, just do it for Tyson. The DD man. It's been very good. This episode, no barking, not even any nails, really scraping on the ground. He's been pretty, he's been asleep this whole time. He needs some rest. Well, I think that about covers it. It's been great to be back with you two lovely Jewish gentlemen. Um, I hope you had a fantastic Hanukkah. I hope you guys have a great Christmas, and I hope that New Year's brings you everything that you are hoping for. Yeah, and we'll be back on New Year's Day with episode thirty-nine. Woo!
Who's, who's the guest for episode 39, Jordan? We don't know. It may be everyone at Jordan's second annual holiday party presented by 1990 Mariah Carey. That's not a bad idea. I think we should have 1990 Mariah Carey. But hey, that said, Jordan, take us out of here. Uh... One more time, endless love, gratitude, and respect for your attention today and uh, every day before this day and every day after this day. I already feel this going off the rails. Justin's finger is going up. We I'm not <laughs> just let's just go home once again. Incubus, I am so sorry. Watermark. And Until we hope you're feeling time, that emotion. If you're if you have a kidney stone actively, I have uh, just. I feel bad for you, but drink a lot of water, even grape or cranberry juice. Cranberry juice is the way to go if you have a kidney stone. Uh, this is actually professional medical advice. No, it's not. Until next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>